Welcome to Watch Rewatch, the show that examines the art of the rewatch. I'm Sean. I'm John. And we are back. Guys, we watched The Last Jedi. We got real, a lot of emotion. So we said it's been two months since our last episode and we're coming back. Actually, that's not entirely that's true. That's exactly what we said. That's exactly what we said. Yeah, um, it was like, you know, 10 Ela, like that, that's, that's it. it. We're like, oh, the last come few on. Months, it's been so dull. Nothing's happened in Hollywood. I said, it's I like said, The Last Jedi was the only thing to get us going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's been nothing that's happened in Hollywood since we took a break. Fucking, like, it was so all. boring. Nothing happened. Nothing. Nothing, nothing at all. Like no movies. No, no movies. No, news, no controversy. Nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing. It was like, you know, they finally fixed it. Yeah, they fixed it. Everything. Except for this last Jedi. Yeah, they which didn't is interesting. It. Well, because let's, let's first just... of all, they didn't even spell the name Ryan right in that movie. Yeah, R I N. Come on, R- guys. Two, two vowels and, and the two other things that are not vowels. <laughs> well, just a little groundwork. It is uh, December 22nd, uh, yep. 2017. We're in the twilight of 2017. Jesus is three days away. Jesus is three days away. We're back. So we're like the second coming of yeah, Christ for that's you pretty guys. Great. It's a miracle. Probably. It's longer than Easter. I think but I'm, I'm so... overestimating our yeah. influence on these people. Anyways, those of you listening <laughs> to the show, yeah, whoever's left. Our this podcasters. Was a, our pod, our podcast. Our, our, but podcast people, podcast um, people, podcast yeah. people. Um, so for whoever has, this was a test. Yeah. Those of you still listening to the show, you passed. Uh, great job. Thanks for being with us. We're gonna stamp an A in your forehead with a lightsaber. Yeah, exactly. We're gonna we're gonna brand you. Um, so oh, he had a broom at the end of that movie. Hold on a second. Okay, first of all, major spoiler, spoiler alert. There's a broom at the end we're of the gonna, last movie. We're gonna we're like some guys pretending he has a lightsaber. Yeah, we're gonna spoil everything there Good is boy. about the Last Jedi. So if you haven't seen it. Take this episode and throw it in the fucking trash. Stop it. Pause Just it. Pause it. Go break your computer. But before Actually, that happens, no, don't don't pause it. Break no. your computer or smartphone or oh yeah, smartphones. I forget about that. IPhones? I'm old. Assume, well, at least I said smartphone. That's inclusive, right? Smartphone. And I mean, you don't you don't have an iPhone. And also, iPhone. that's also how you know you're old because you said smartphone. It's just a phone, dude. Uh, Smartphones only existed back when there were dumb phones, which don't really exist anymore. They do uh, if you're if you're seeking them out and you're a hipster. I guess, or yeah. like, or just you're like, old. He just got out of prison. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Or They're... recovering from something. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm recovering from the Last Jedi. Are you though? Because I... I was so I felt uh, a kind of um, okay. What? So we okay. let's lay, let, let's Shadow set the scene. Freuda, I guess that's the thing. I was I loved the fact that this movie was going to piss so many people off. Yeah. As I was watching it, Yoda showed up. I couldn't believe that. Yeah. I I started laughing. Oh, I'm, I'm, I think I was the only person laughing in that packed theater. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, Yoda. Anyways, I, the Last Jedi. For those of you who have been living under a rock, uh, has been fairly divisive. It has a 93 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, 92 something like that. Um, with a pretty, cinema score. With a cinema score. That's an quite, audience rating. Yeah, very low. 56%. Like 50s, in the 50s. Yeah. The a, lowest audience score since the prequels. Uh, wow. So there's been a lot of think pieces Why? lately about what this means. People are saying, does the alt-right have a campaign? And I find that a little bit insulting because a lot of people like me, I have major issues with The Last Jedi, but it has nothing to do with any kind of, you know, there's been this, is it a PC backlash because yeah. they introduced they a new female with character? Fox. I thought this might, that might have been part of it too. Yeah, but I think there, there's... Because Fox is part of Star Wars. Well, and it's like, well, Disney's now doing, like, if Fox had made Star The Last Jedi, it would have been a but better But they haven't movie. merged yet. There's just, the acquisition no. offer has been made. What happened... <laughs> With this movie, I think a lot of a lot of the issues, at least for me, uh, the issues come from this movie. Star Wars: The Last Jedi is obsessed with subverting your expectations. Yes, it is. It's obsessed with it, and I think it's something that if you're not careful in how you go about that, it becomes kind of a narrative crutch. It's a it's a it's a twist for the sake of having a twist. Yeah. And this movie is filled with those. And the thing is, if you're going to subvert an expectation, filled. absolutely, you have to earn it. 
You have to earn it. And the whole yeah. the whole thing about this movie for me was about earning the choices you make in a screenplay. And I don't think it earned many of them. And look, there's a lot of backlash for a, a number of different reasons. But the crux of it is people are upset with how they handle the character of Luke Skywalker. They're upset with some of the reveals of information. You know, they were expecting more about Ray's parentage. So if I take it on a point-by-point -point basis anyways, at least as a kind of a super fan... I don't really have an issue with the way Ryan um, kind of... the point-by-point point stuff. Well, yeah. So I don't have an issue with how Ryan uh, laid out who Ray's parents are and that they're nobodies. Right, yeah. I think the that, answer didn't matter. That's it. I think there is, and this has been covered a little bit before, there is something... Uh, one of the things that is the, kind of the, the laziest and most tired tropes in Star Wars is this like idea of royal blood and that you have to be of kind of like this, this you know... Uh, uh, ordained descent to be a Jedi or to be part of a family of this and that. Right. I think it's a little bit tired now. So to have that subverted, I thought that worked. But there were a lot of other areas where, you know, to have a character introduced like Snoke and then just kill off Snoke, on a, you know, uh, uh, Kylo Ren just kills him and he's he not even... He doesn't just kill him. He that just, was a great moment. Don't don't rob the people who are being spoiled of the death of Snoke. They, I don't, it's such a great moment in that movie when he, it, they kill him. It's a great moment dramatically <laughs> in the moment, but I think the, the issue with all of these things is there's yeah, a lot of satisfying really, things. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of satisfying things in the moment, but a lot of them don't hold up when you start to think about yeah. them. So if you're going like for all the stuff that people are upset about, so people are upset about Luke. Yeah. And so some of it I think is founded, some of it's unfounded. Okay, so the the one of the arguments you get about Luke is that Luke in in the original trilogy in the Empire Strikes Back, Luke walks into a trap uh, because and he it's knowingly kind of walking into a trap. People warn him, Yoda warns him, but he's so obsessed with kind of standing up for his friends that he kind of puts himself at risk. So inherently in his character, he's this kind of guy. In Return of the Jedi, the Emperor himself says to Luke, you know, your faith in your friends is your greatest weakness. Jesus that's a, Christ. That's a line in the movie. Okay. You know? So there's this has been, he's been well characterized as being kind of this idealistic, eager person. Now, to, to, to have Luke in the film be this kind of guy who's given up, that can work. And it absolutely, because you look, there's a precedent for it. Ben Kenobi in A New Hope has, is, is in exile. Yoda in, in The Empire Strikes Back is in exile. So there is a precedent for Jedi's kind of recusing themselves in order to kind of further goals in a certain way. But both of those situations had been kind of contextualized pretty well in both films. Right. You know, there's some groundwork. Some of it's implied. Some of it's explicit. So to have Luke be this guy in this film who's kind of given up in the way that he's given up, uh, it just... The execution, I think, is a bit of the issue because I don't have an issue with that, and I think it's something you absolutely could do, but you have to earn it and you have to contextualize it. Everything's about context, especially if you're going to make a big decision like that, and they don't really do it. They don't really give you the context. They show you that, yes, okay, he saw Kylo Ren, he saw the potential, and he had this moment, but it, it doesn't feel earned. It's in a flashback with voiceover. Yeah, a second flashback. Yeah, and it's it's kind of glossed over. Yeah. So I think a lot of my issues with the film were that, that it kept making decisions decisions that I don't necessarily disagree with on paper, but it's all in the execution. And it, it, this film was a tonal mess. I think anybody can agree on that. Like, it didn't seem to, you know, it, it had... I thought it was a tonal You didn't? No, I but mean, please disagree with me. No, I think, I think it all stems down to the fact that you're remembering a Fox... A 20th century Fox version of Luke Skywalker, and now we're in Disney Skywalker. And but so, it's, it's darker. It doesn't but you're even, coming... At, I did not care about... 
who Luke was before. I did yeah. not care about the 30 year stretch about where he is now. The, the movie was just trying to tell the story of this like old bastard who just refused to teach Ray. Yeah. That was it. Well, and, and, and like, and I've seen that a million, like that was Kill Bill volume two. Yeah. That and, movie. <laughs> and <laughs> sort of. To be fair, like I think, you know, this is one of Mark Hamill's best performances. I think Ryan did a great compared job. Compared to what? <laughs> I mean, know, all the Star nice Wars. see him. I and, think like, he's a better as a voice actor. You know? Yeah, but I thought he did a good job and I, you know, and I'll preface all of this by saying even though I disagree with this, I have the utmost respect for Ryan Johnson as a director and as a writer. He he, he gets the he, blame for all this. He He's gets, the he, one who gets the blame. Yeah, and people are being really shitty to him on the internet, but look, ultimately, you know, movies, nobody goes sets out to make a bad movie. Nobody sets out to kind of uh, uh, upset people. He had a series of ideas that he thought were the right way to go, and he did them with as much integrity and heart as he could. I don't agree with some of them, and that's it. But uh, this is this is a perfect time right. where I'm going to illustrate that I am separating the art from the artist here. Right. I'm just looking at the work. Ryan Johnson, I think, is a great director in a lot of ways. I think he's better when he doesn't write his own material. Right. I think because a lot of the same problems that were in Looper are in this in terms of kind of uh, um, kind of consistency in tone and, the and tone story problem, choices. The humor. The humor is so out of place in this movie. Yeah, and that's and everybody says, well, Star Wars always and had a sense of humor, and it's true. But if you look at the Force Awakens, the Force Awakens. For all of its flaws, J.J. understood kind of the beats and moments of the heart and humor of Star Wars. When was a, an appropriate time to bring it in? How far do you take it? This film was a little jokier sometimes, and it didn't the really... The lightsaber into the ocean was probably the worst part. Yeah. Because at that point, you're just like, well, what the fuck are we watching? This yeah. is just some like meandering like uh, teaching lesson of like how sequ- like well, you're subverting your expectations, what you're talking about Well, that's there. it. And it, it was a series of, of subverted expectations that I think just didn't... They didn't earn them very no. well. And, it, you know, it's funny because every for all the critical acclaim, every single person I talk to, even the most ardent fans of it, are still a little cool There's on still it. something to talk about, to defend. A, if you love it, my you know poor little poor little Keith loves this movie. And like it was almost like a moment for us to break up was how I was like had problems with it. He's like, what? I thought you would have liked it. Well, now I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know, but that was But you know, bad. It's, it's fair. I think, you know, a lot of it, like, you know, a lot of my issues are nitpicky. And, but I think, you know, Star Wars is the realm of the nitpicker, really. I mean, it's, it's there. And I think part of it too is like they're you know tactically right if you want to get into the weeds on some of this stuff at one point um admiral or general holdo uh which is laura dern's character um oh. takes takes a, a mon calamari cruiser spins it around faces one of the capital ships of the empire and provides and goes to hyperspace yeah, that was great that was and, beautiful and, i loved it everyone was like <gasps> yeah it's an incredible <laughs> one of the like, most <gasps> incredible cinematic moments i've yeah, ever seen yeah did she die is, what happened to her oh yeah is the ship destroyed oh yeah absolutely okay but Damn. It, it's one of those <laughs> world-breaking uh, 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 things that like we've never seen this so it begs a series of questions when you start to think about yeah. it because we've there's been the ground the groundwork of how hyperspace works laid out in the films and the general idea is that it's kind of a uh, uh, like a wormhole like a parallel oh, okay. universe and she shouldn't so, have pierced that ship yeah you shouldn't have been able to because yeah. you're in kind of like subspace or like a sublight yeah. Yeah, not sublight but in a hyperspace right well and back to the future when they do speed off there's that flame just a little bit before yeah. that wormhole opens yeah, up yeah exactly so maybe she that's the flame and yeah, then disappears during the acceleration yeah. so there's an argument to be made for that <laughs> sure but even even if you say okay it was she hadn't entered hyperspace she was during the acceleration phase yeah. where she went to to hyperspace and that kind of velocity was enough yeah um then why haven't we seen this 
at any point in any of the other Star Wars films because oh, you would beg the but question. You're yourself crazy. You're no, ruining the experience for no, yourself. No, no, no. But you would beg the question because science fiction lives and dies based on its kind of adherence yeah. to its own internal Carrie logic. Fisher floating in space. Oh, that God. happened before that ship part. Yeah. So the movie is already teaching you to throw all your expectations out the window. Right. Well, look, I mean. She fucking survived that thing. I couldn't believe it. And then she opened her eyes and her eyes didn't crust from the ice and okay. whatever. So we'll get to that in just oh. a second. So the hyperspace question, though. If you, if you take like a science fiction film, it lives or dies based on if it yes, adheres yeah, yeah. to the internal the foundation logic. falls apart well yeah because you can't then you can just do anything yeah, all the time the hell? it yeah. has to be somewhat jedis being shot at by many machines teleporting their minds from another planet well we'll get again we'll get to that but to be <laughs> consistent you have to kind of stick to some rules yeah and so the hyperspace thing at least begs the question why didn't the empire or the rebels start building ships and you can have a you can have a you know an r2 unit or something pilot a ship you know simply absolutely build those ships and have suicide ships that would just light space you know, light speed through other These ships. These screenwriters aren't smart enough. Well, I think it's something to at least... And look, there might be explanations for why or, you know, and nobody... But it feels strange that it had that had never been considered in the entire history of kind of this, this space warfare. And yeah. it just... It's a little bit of a rule-breaking thing to that's kind a, of how the space battles work. And it's an incredible cinematic moment. I won't take away from that. It's one of the most, you know, impressive things I've seen in Star Wars and in... But it kind doesn't of, belong in Star Wars. Well, I just think it's... Every... You know, you can do these things. You absolutely... You can do whatever you want but if, if they're not earned and they don't hold up to scrutiny it, it, it then it, it creates problems down the line yeah. it creates problems with the kind of logic of the universe and that's my issue is that like there's just a lot of things that happen in this movie that seem done for the sake of doing something interesting or cool or yeah. different yeah. but they don't hold up no. and and the thing is yeah. science fiction is especially yes. fragile yeah. to that you have to be able to kind of maintain some consistency or else you know then nothing matters and you can do whatever you want all the time and then the world kind of is less believable in some way but you talked about this this is arguably and this is one of the the issues i think uh well here lay the scene about leia and so tell tell the floatingness of, of leia there you, well so a it was like it was like the Paul Walker moment in the f last Fast and the Furious, where like there are so many moments in that movie where Paul Walker's about to die and you think he's yeah. going to die. In this movie, uh, they kill the fish and they kill Leia because of uh, a Adam Driver doesn't shoot the ship and someone else shoots the ship. Yeah, and Leia gets sucked into the vacuum of space. Yeah, so they they fire weapons <laughs> on the bridge of this Mon Calamari cruiser, right? And all of the kind of leadership are in the bridge. Everyone's and, there. Yeah, and they all get sucked out into space. They're There's dead. A, a line: Admiral Akbar's yeah. killed. And everybody, because Carrie Fisher's dead too. So yeah. this makes sense. Well, I mean, there's a, certainly a point where you're like, oh, they're going to kill her off. This right makes away. sense. This is how Leia dies. Yeah, and then. But then, okay, so out of nowhere, uh, the Force. Or something. Yeah. Opens the <laughs> opens her eyes and she what does she do? She like She Mary Poppins her way. She Mary Poppins her way. She she and, Mary Poppins is her way, which yeah. is which is so fucking weird because volume two uses Mary Poppins as a way for Michael Ironside. Michael Ironside? No, Michael the other guy. Who's the who's the Yondu of that movie? Oh, uh, I don't know. Anyway, anyways, she she pulls herself in using the force back into the ship. Yeah, and it's a moment, and she's, and she's alive. And they hit the button, and and I guess they fade out or something. Because like, wouldn't they get sucked out? Yeah, they the back would. Of the door? Yeah, because there's nothing yeah, on the other cut, side. They do a cheap fucking cut. Yeah, because there's no the, there's no fine. airlock because she's yeah. outside in the bridge, and they hit the door button for the bridge, which is exposed to the yeah. vacuum of space. Everyone you have who's to have seen an the movie knows what we're talking about. Yeah. And if you haven't seen the movie. Don't see it and just listen to us and then go see the movie. Yeah. Because that's then, the most incredible thing. I couldn't believe well, the it, bullshit. Not only did they not kill Leia because Carrie Fisher died, and this would be a great moment for the story to kind of be like, oh, we ran out of footage. We can't, we don't have any more Carrie Fisher footage. Yeah. 
But they bring her back in a way that we've never seen in Star Wars before. No. Where this fucking character, this supposed, she's never been confirmed a Jedi. No. This is the lineage bullshit that you've been talking about. Yeah, she's the, force sensitive she's and they've established that. Yeah. Never seen this woman with, a, but she can just Disney princess herself into like the rest it, of the movie. Again, it didn't feel earned. You I know? couldn't because, believe that. I you know, laughed. I laughed in my John Cynic asshole way yeah, where I was like, lot what of, am I a, watching? Of all, that's <laughs> the one, that's the one scene that even the people who love the movie find that scene a little hard couldn't to take. couldn't believe it. Yeah, because it's just, it, it, the execution is all wrong. It like, reminded me a lot of, and it doesn't look good. This No, it effects. doesn't. It, I was going to say, it looks like Meryl Streep's character in our Steven Spielberg's Artificial Intelligence. Did you ever see Artificial Intelligence? Yeah. Okay, so, Haley Joel Osment is literally talking to a blue fairy in the third act. Yes. That that's is, Meryl Streep. That's Meryl Streep's voice. Oh, the, the, okay. The, 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 I don't know. It's like a doll or something that's moving. But it, that looked like Carrie Fisher to me yeah. to, from 15 years ago. Well, and, and it, like she's in this big dress. The dress doesn't move a lot. No. It, it just, her and the, eyes. Yeah. You know, like her skin. Or I think her pig, There's a lot of problems with that movie. But here's the thing. We're talking a lot about it. I feel this movie has more of a soul than Force Awakens does. You know, I it's weird because I liked it more I, than Force Awakens. I enjoyed it more for its and ups I, and downs, right. Than I did for the flat liningness of Force Awakens the first time I saw it. Yeah, see, I actually like Force Awakens more now, okay. and it's, it's interesting. And, and I was not a huge fan of that. I still think Rogue One is the best of the new Star Wars films. A lot of people disagree about yeah, that. I disagree I, with that. It, yeah, and it, it's I, it's just a nothing movie. And this movie yeah. uses a lot of Rogue One's um, uh, attributes because in Rogue One, there's a lot of like non-Jedi life you know people who are not necessarily part of the Skywalker yeah. bullshit and yeah. in this one they do they they do a lot of uh, the broom kids the kids who like run the fucking steed or yeah. <laughs> you know the, the oh. casino planet was the worst part of that movie it was terrible what and a waste of time huge waste of Can time Can you imagine if the opposite were true that we were seeing the shortest running Star Wars movie instead yeah. of the longest running fucking yeah. Star Wars movie this movie was 10 minutes shorter than Blade Runner 2049 which I haven't seen yet and 2049 in that amount of time, put me to sleep, sort of. In this movie, I was never bored. I'm no, sorry, you're never weird, bored. Because I was just, I couldn't believe the choices that were being made yeah, in this movie. It, that's the thing, though. I was, I was engaged and baffled the entire yeah, time. There you go. Not in a good way. No. Some, Six, yeah. Some people were, but yeah, the Casino Planet. I think I don't think there's any Cas- way you can justifiably. Oh, there was a leprechaun. Was that a leprechaun? Uh, I didn't want and, to ask and then like, and the coins ended up becoming a MacGuffin to help BBA get out of a situation. Yeah. And the whole like uh, cloaking device bullshit thing. Like we need to go to the. Casino Planet to get Justin Theroux, but really need Benicio de Del Toro, whose character is never named. I couldn't even hear what he was saying half the time. Yeah, you know, and like we were seeing a two DX. Uh, no, what was it? Just it seemed a little <laughs> haphazard. But yeah, this Casino Planet they go to in the film, uh, 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 you know, it feels like they said, "Well, we need another Cantina sequence." So we need a, a sequence, like a whole like well and, act, a whole like the second act is spent at this time waster. Well, and I, I think the other issue I had—it's not even a planet. It's a it's it's a it's, it's a, like it's mo- a lake. It's sure. Yeah, it's Monaco in space. Is literally what it is. <laughs> what else is this place? Is this like what's that? Not Clendathu. Yeah. What's the well, one in uh, Attack and, of the Clones? Oh God, I don't even. Chrysanthemum. No, what's uh, the what's Coruscant. The, Coruscant. Coruscant's the capital planet. But I think the issue the issue I had with it too is that you know there's some interesting ideas, right? This whole, this film lays out a bunch of things that potentially with the right execution could be super interesting. This idea that this planet is filled with war profiteers, that people nice. making money, that's yeah. a nice touch. Yeah. Again, the execution you never it doesn't really land. There's no the, and the whole film, yeah. it's not filled with much emotional weight or impact. It does a lot of things that don't really resonate and there's not a lot of depth to them. And that's my problem is that like, you know, you I thought Force Awakens did a better job with having moments of emotional depth and 
kind of heart where this film is trying at it. And also, it did a lot of, you know, The Force Awakens got a ton of shit for being kind of a, a retread of yeah. New Hope. Yeah, yeah. But this film is a, 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 a terrible amalgam of The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. You know, mm. it's, it's, uh, it's the same thing. And it leaves you with nothing at the end. It's like, what the hell is the no. third one going to be about? Is Adam Driver going to do something? Yeah. I did like Dom Hal Gleason a lot. Dom Hal Gleason was, was... I thought he was... He, he, he had fun and, with it. I am very excited to see where him and Adam Driver go for well, the next and one. And Kylo Ren, I had to give credit yeah. to... to uh, Adam Driver is so talented, and he does such a great job with this character. It's interesting, even though it's kind of underwritten in the film. Um, and look, I'll, I'll, I'll give bonus points, or I'll give I'll give Less positive sins, points. Cinema, sin, Cinema Sins this week, you don't like them with their nitpicking, but they did Home Alone 2 yeah. uh, this week. I'm being so nitpicky, so I can't pot call they, the kettle black, okay, I guess. So every time they do a sin, they always go, bing, 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 right? Yeah. So they get to the part where Trump is telling Kevin to go to the hotel room. They go to a million sins right away. The oh, second wow. Trump shows up, Oh my god! It was it was the best thing I've seen all year from them. That's is, pretty is funny. Is the million sins just for that Trump? They don't even explain why they're giving a million sins. Well, I'm I'm gonna give <laughs> you're a, gonna give a million sins. No, to, I'm gonna give like some positive praise where where it's due in the film. There's certain things that were nice, but uh, this film is filled with nice moments. But I don't think it works well as a film. The moments I like the bomber run was an, it was a nice sequence the, at the beginning of the film. They have yeah these the bomber bombers. run was great. I hated Poe Dameron. It reminded me too much of the Skyfall opening because it's like oh here's a here's a big opening to get the movie going and there's a failure at the end. It's yeah. like, well, anyway. this film is, is, you know, it's very clearly all about failure, people's failings. But again, failings that... It, but, okay. I mean, all the way through, yeah, you know? Even it's like the failures a, of the Rebels. It's Kathy the failure Kennedy. of Luke. It's the failure... <laughs> I don't... Because uh, like Ryan Johnson is now giving another trilogy. Yeah, right? I'm. I'm. You know what? I'm a little mixed on that because maybe she fired Trevorrow and and uh, the the 21 Jump Street dudes. Yes, and yeah. Like, and I'm not. I'm not sure how is, to feel and, about and it. And then she's. And then this movie because you can. I can definitely sense that Johnson had uh, a soul, like a fingerprint. Oh yeah, going into this movie, it's very and clearly I can feel his the movie. movie. You know, even like Rose, I hated Rose so much in that movie. First of all, Rose's character is the is the Ray substitute for Finn's. Because Finn isn't a character unless he has somebody with him. Yeah. And Finn was the worst part. And I feel like a lot of these characters... Well, both of them were underwritten. Because Rose... Rose was overtly written. She was a uh, she was tr- uh, tried and true and blue blooded and loved uh, the opposite of the bad guys. She was she was a hundred true good guy. The next scene, she's stealing a ship without even being convinced. Why is she stealing the ship? Why isn't she reporting to Laura Dern? Like yeah. all of a sudden, like it, we're just dropped into her. Like oh, she's just now the sidekick for Finn. But, but that's the thing is this film is full of those choices where they decide to do things and they don't really lay the groundwork very well. Rose conceptually, I think, could have been a really interesting character to have a working class character. The Rogue One, one of, aspect yeah, of it. Yeah, the, kind of the, 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 the grit and the heart and soul of the Rebel Alliance are these technicians yeah. and these people. The deaths and, were felt, though, in this movie. The body count in this movie, actually, I felt it. You know, like how the Rebels, the, at the end of this movie, they were like single digits. Yeah, no. And, I felt it. And that worked. And yeah. I, I like the idea, you know, the kind of... It didn't make a ton of sense, but the ship on the run was an interesting concept. Although you go, why didn't just one of the star destroyers hyperspace just in front of the other ship? They could do that, and because they don't have an issue with fuel, the other one does. Didn't make a ton of sense, you know. But it was a MacGuffin, right? You know, yeah, there was a lot, a of, that. lot of MacGuffins in this yeah. film. But Star Wars has a history of being just about MacGuffins. It's all about how you do the MacGuffin that makes you know the Death Star is a classic MacGuffin. But how you deal with those things, it's all in the details, it's all in the execution. And I feel like again, they just this they one didn't was test audience and Kathleen Kennedy and. Uh, well, 
just like I no, know. I don't. I think I think it. I think it's an auteur, an auteurish version of Star Wars. I just think maybe not for the best. I think right. you know. I think the audience reaction kind of illustrates that. And I think you know people online and a lot of and I have to kind of Once criticize the IMDb reviews are br- ruthless. Yeah, and ruthless. my issue right now is currently with like the journalists and the kind of the uh, the film critics covering this. They seem to be scrambling to kind of find reasons why people don't like it, and a lot of them seem kind of accusatory, like it's like the you know there's a PC black backlash, or there's you know, you know really? there's been some of that, or yeah. it's, is the alt right triggering? You I know? read about that. Yeah, and it was just like really it's like, reaching. It's really reaching. Can you not at least accept that people uh, uh, are not entirely satisfied with the execution of it? Right. I think it that, wasn't the movie people were anticipating, and like you no, have to, and yeah. and again, you can absolutely do all of the things the movie laid out to do. Every specific choice you could do those. It's just the execution oh. that, that changes it. So I don't have the a problem Yoda with thing. the Yo- yeah the Yoda thing. I you couldn't know. believe it. Like why as well while you're at it. At that point, I think I don't know if I don't know if Yoda showed up before or after Snoke died. But like Snoke's death was just so shocking yeah. that I could be like wow like what's the rest of the fucking series gonna yeah. be about if this idiot's dead and this idiot that apparently in the force awakens was so like important well and that they never lay they never lay out why he was important or why he was so powerful if he could just get killed un, unawares i thought they destroyed this like uh what are they the first the first awakens no what are the they first called? order yeah. the first order there the, i thought they like left them limp in the last movie well and, and in this movie they've like they managed to catch up. Well, and they've also never really explained why. How at the end of at the end of Return of the Jedi, they defeat the the yeah, the, 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 the Empire, and the you know they create the new the new Republic, and it's this big strong kind of alliance of worlds. They never explain how somehow the New Order has an infinite resource of ships, and now they've come back around to be. And it seems like they just did it because they have to have the Rebel Alliance back, and it's a way to have you you have they have to be the underdog. But they never justify getting them back there, and it's just it's it's a series of these yeah. things where it's just they and a lot of it's not justified. And again, science fiction, I think, lives or dies based on you know the world has to make some sense. You look, you can bend the rules, you can break the rules, and I think you have to earn those things. And this film just doesn't do I it. I think the ending note of that like Jake Lloyd looking motherfucker holding a broom right, really you know. doesn't set the tone properly. Like you're leaving the theater looking at. Some guy with a a tool that helps you clean up shit, and this is what you've done. You're cleaning up shit after you've watched this. Well, no, I, I, look, I understand the sentiment behind it, right? You know, the 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 empire, you know, that what what appear to be losses for the Rebel Alliance, or rather the the Republic, uh, end up being you know wins in a broader sense because they've inspired this rebellion at yeah. the grassroots level. Yeah, these young the people, grassroots level. You know, I know that's that's what that's I what felt. That's that, what they're that's doing. How I, that's you know, how I felt. But, but like, it's, from it, a yeah, from a story perspective, I don't think it's earned. And oh, they like, went back to Casino Planet. Yeah, that That's casino. The, but that whole thing with the like giant cats, that race, was totally useless. It felt pod like, racing. It reminded me of pod racing. Yeah, there are it, a lot of pod racing moments. In this yeah. Movie. Oh, and like Rose killing herself to save Finn because she loves him because of something, even though she yeah. was ready to turn him in. She. I know it doesn't. Were, it doesn't. It really I hated doesn't. All of that. It, it feels. Adam Driver was. Excellent. And Dom Hill Gleason was excellent. Yeah. The acting at, at, from those guys. I know. Mark, I don't know what everyone was talking about with Mark Hamill, though. Was, I thought he was, he was just, great. He was just cameo the whole time. Same with Harrison Ford, like from the last movie. Yeah, but I thought Mark Hamill, like he really, he he did the absolute best with what he was given. He he was he was Luke Skywalker the whole movie, but then he was Mark Hamill when he was talking to Yoda. And then it was Mark Hamill for the rest of the movie. You know what I mean? I like, it, like the, he broke the character. It was just... I don't know. I think they were consistent with the character, at least with the choices they made. I don't agree with them, but I thought Mark did a great job. Yeah. Um, 
and and also people gave you know there was some shit with Yoda about Yoda being jokey, and I'm like, if you watch The Empire Strikes no, Back, yeah, that Yoda's was consistent. Character was consistent I thought Yoda, this movie, yeah, but he was just not. I don't know why they brought him. Yeah, like it seemed a little unnecessary, and you know, some people have issues with the new force. Why wasn't he fucking there before he like whipped out his lightsaber for Ben Solo? You know, if if that force shit works, then no, I know, and it's it's, like Luke, young Skywalker, don't do this. Yeah, (laughs) it's it's it. You know, look, you can. There's a lot of rules that, like, you know, again, you have to you have to make it work. For two and a half hours, I enjoyed it. I think that's what can be said. Yeah, for me personally, I, I enjoyed it when I was watching. it. I was it. laughing a lot. Yeah, you know, and this I, wasn't even like reading stuff online. Like it literally fell apart the minute I was out of the theater. And that yeah. was the problem. Is that like, you know, that I, title crawl sucked. It was such gibberish going yeah, up. I it, was like, what? What is this? Yeah, it was kind of flat. I mean, the whole movie was a little flat. But I went in with three expectations. I wanted a great John Williams score. I wanted a great title crawl, and I wanted Finn and um, the score is not that. Great. I wanted Finn and Poe to make out, and I got a good moment from the score. Actually, they, yeah, the, 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 the retread of, of Empire Strikes Back. The no, space the, it goes, uh, the da, na, 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 oh, yeah, na, yeah, like they're the part, like the, the, I think that track's called The Spark. Uh, this, anyway, the, the John Williams score was okay, but it just reminds you how these movies are nothing without John Williams. No, and the, there actually is a moment where they use some of the old motifs from, uh, I think, Empire Strikes Back or Return of the Jedi. And okay. I was sitting there, I was like, whoa, this is really... And then I was like, oh shit, this is the old score. That's why it's so good. Oh, there's nothing new about it. See, no. I think they have to wheel in John Williams to compose movies now. Because like he's, he's so old. He's got liver spots with liver spots now. He's just so well, old. Well, and I think, you know, look, it's it's unrealistic to expect people yeah. to continually put out the kind of work... The man has he, like a couple hours left on this earth. You think he's going to watch all of Last Jedi and score to it? No, and I think, you know, his best work is behind him, and that's okay. You know, everybody, look, it's nobody's going to hit home runs all the time. That makes the ones that were Christopher great Christopher Plummer, though, at 89 something. years old. Christopher, oh, well, we'll get, we'll get there. Uh, um, 89 years old, Christopher Chris, Plummer. He is. Well, well let's... We'll right, talk, as an example. As an example, yeah. But um, I, I don't know. So... Uh, Star Wars is something, you know, I think it's very personal for a lot of people. And a lot of this backlash comes. Like, if you're going to make... This is a week we've seen this. Like, this is a, like this movie's only a week old. Only a week from old. From recording now. And it's been, it's been quite controversial and it's online. Obli- and it's obligated to stay in theaters for eight, seven more weeks. Yeah. And so I'm curious to I see don't... what kind of legs it has. <laughs> yeah. Um, because, you know, I know people have seen it again. I do want to see it again just to kind of see where I fall. But... I don't um, think I need to see it again. I'm going to do it when it's out on, on home video or okay. you know, on, on VOD. On VHS. VHS, baby. This movie would fucking soar on VHS. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> do you know about this uh, Alamo Draft House and like a VHS like upsurge or whatever? Oh, and people buying VHS? No, like uh, uh, Vic actually Instagrammed me this like VCR thing of like uh, in the Alamo Draft House now renting out VCRs and VHSs. Really? Yeah. That seems a little trite. Yeah, yeah, it is seems a little trite. However, I'm glad. I feel like it would in five more years it'll be more successful than Blockbuster ever was. Mm, I the mean, idea of renting a VHS with a VCR, like ten year olds now, do not have that. Do not know what that is. Yeah, but that's just that's just pandering to people who have nostalgia for yeah, VHS. Like Nobody about, young cares about that at all. You know, unless they're really like hipsteries. Yeah, there's nothing left to do. No, well, that's it's not thing. like it's not like vinyl where it's like ooh, it's warmer and it's it's a completely inferior I'm going to correct the record the next time we come back and I'm going to see how many V how well this Alamo, Alamo draft house thing is doing like I'm sure many, it's I, super niche I'm sure if I went there today there would not be any VCRs for rent yeah well I mean they probably have a limited supply and yeah. you know, it's hard to maintain those but. you know the Wii U is now 400 bucks used on Amazon why uh, because they don't make it anymore oh 
Yeah, and I bought mine for like less than three hundred. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, so, to, yeah, to put Wars. a button on Star yeah, Wars, there um, you go. Are you looking forward to the next one? Like, what's going to happen? I am. In the next well, one? here, here, here's Who's what I'm directing it. JJ, JJ. I right. am. I am looking forward to it because I feel like JJ has a better pulse on kind of the heart and humor and kind of the feel of Star Wars. You know, The Force Awakens was an imperfect movie, but I felt like it did a lot of things right, at least in terms of kind of setting up things and creating compelling characters. I yeah. mean, like... There was it, a lot of turbulence that he had to come out of yeah. in order to get us that no, Force Awakens. And, and, yeah, exactly. And as a first film, that's a lot of pressure, and he did a great job. And through the and, prequels he had to get us out of. Yeah, and he, know, I thought... I thought he had to set us yeah, up for. Yeah, and I thought he did a really good job. You know, people give him a little more shit than I, sh- I think they, they, he deserves. It's a fucking movie. It's this a movie. This isn't the presidential election. <laughs> well, and it's a big well, and the same goes for Ryan Johnson. Like people are being really shitty yeah. to him online, and I I don't condone that at all. I think you can absolutely dislike a movie without having to be a shit person to the people that made it. Yeah. Because like I said, nobody tries to make a bad movie. He did what he you know he did what, and I respect him more. He's, so he's, much he's, laziness though. Benicio del Toro was in the same cell as these people at the time that these things needed yeah, to happen. They're, and they're just things, too convenient. It's so, and then they brought back Geraldine Game of Thrones lady. And you know how it's oh, yeah. her and because they, of uh, because you saw the first, you saw the last one, yeah. so you know that's her. And for what kind of fight? Some yeah. filler. Yeah. Just so you're par- so you have to pay more for parking after. Yeah. No, I just it it didn't it didn't it didn't stick the landing. I think for a lot of stuff, and I think it, you know that's she's coming back. She's so for sure fucking coming back. Yeah, of course. You know, and you but, know I spoiled myself with Yoda. I went onto IMDb. Yeah. Before I saw it. And I saw Frank Oz credited yeah, yeah. for that movie. And so I know you I knew Yoda was there. I did appreciate that they used a puppet. Oh, but, everything about that Yoda sequence was it, great, it was, but it was just wrong. Yeah, it 100% was 100% wrong. Yes, yeah. But again, that's a perfect example. Like moments that work, you know, I love the throne room battle. And he was limping. Like the fucking ghost of Yoda is dead and he's still in pain limping. Like, I mean, look, he just I, be, like, I get still... that. I get that as a performative thing, you know, to kind of like it. it it's it, it had all the puppeteering performance of the old one. It I was brave. That, I, it was. Movie. I thought it was a wonderful, uh, wonderful idea. I don't think the execution really worked. But you know, to talk about parts that worked, I liked the I liked the you know Yoda as a puppet. I thought that was wonderful, and it wasn't the horrific puppet from Episode One. Right. It was the a slightly younger, old fucking puppet. Yeah, which made no sense. It was the it was you know a puppet that which doesn't make sense because in the span of thirty years, oh, I know Yoda he's nine hundred years more yeah, or something. Yeah, it made no sense at all. So <laughs> they they went back with the looks like the original molds yeah. from Empire I loved Strikes it. It was back. really nice, and I felt it was that touching and it was funny and it heartfelt. Saved the movie that Yoda moment because it's like the movie is so shitty at this point that like seeing Yoda is like. Oh, I remember. Yeah. I remember. But you it was why. a little bit cheap because, yeah. again, like you know, it's like, and then him force lightning the hut, and I'm like, Ugh, I don't know. But uh, I love the throne room fight. You know, I liked I did too because the the yeah. the, uh, the throne room, the imperial guards, all of that throne room red. stuff was great. Yeah. yeah, it was really well done. And those the imper- death of Snoke was great. And like just the yeah the execution, the operatic kind of like yeah. good versus evil for seduction sure. stuff for sure. And, all, and I like actually one of the things I liked was the force communication between those yeah, two. That was great. Those too. were cool. But again, like yeah. two great but actors. See how like the Daisy picks. Ridley was great. I thought she was underused, though. I don't yeah. think they her gave her. Her character was useless, and Finn was so useless, and she was. Yeah, and uh, they didn't. They didn't give them enough to do, and it just it felt like weak character building, you know. Because yeah. especially because Kylo Ren, Rey, Finn, all these characters were actually pretty compelling characters in the Force Awakens, and they were way stronger than I was expecting. And I went. I, I get the you know they were rough sketches but you immediately got who they were and you said there's a lot to build on and this film was so obsessed with undoing things yeah. that it didn't build much and that was my it, problem is that like it felt it did not build much it was a moment in the legacies or this movies anthologies 
it was a moment in this history of this move of these movies yeah. where like the ship needs to get away from this thing. Yeah, and it didn't feel like, you know, like and it did burn a lot of story, which I like. I like when they burn story. I like I don't like when they keep story and kind of parcel it out over too much time. It burned story, which is cool because then it opens things up for yeah. the next one. So my I guess my hope is that, okay, for all of the stuff they burned down, maybe JJ can come in and give us give us a kind of a satisfying, thrilling finale. And uh, you know, that that's his strength, right. I think, is he can do thrilling, he can do adventure and all this stuff, and he can do it in a way that can be really satisfying sometimes. And I think at least with what's transpired in this film, he might be able to kind of stick, you know, I keep saying stick the landing, but like but he's he never could, done anything that stuck the landing to me. This JJ Abrams lost, never stuck the landing. Aliens no. never stuck the landing. I thought Felicity force awakens was one of the it better didn't ones. Stick the landing. Mm. It, it was good the first time, but then you think about it and you're like, Oh, I did watch a new hope, but I, I do admire <clears> his <throat> being able to go through the turbulence because he had the prequels to kind of expect and deliver something that was, yeah. that was, you yeah, know, relatively satisfying for, sure. I think, for a lot of people. And I, I think yeah. in in you know in hindsight, relative to this film now, I think it holds up better. Yeah. You know, you see what a lot of a lot, you see how he kind of he he was able to balance a lot of the elements that are hard to do in Star Wars. You know, the kind of the fantasy, the humor, all right. that stuff. Where this film just didn't quite get that balance right. This movie was very weird. It was strange, and I don't think you know. Look, and some people love it, and and I respect I liked, anybody who I thinks it's good. I respected the creature elements out of it. Like yeah. you know now. Now that now that we've like shit it the shit on this movie now we can get to the good stuff about it like i admired the puppetry all the creatures yeah. Luke sucking on those titties you know oh the like, blue milk yeah that yeah. was a moment and those, that like those sister frogs or those but i like that we don't get any backstory for any relevant characters but we do find out where blue tit milk comes from fucking benicio del toro was so terrible laura dern was wasted i hated oscar isaac's so much yeah poe dameron was really poorly used i you know because i get i get that they're trying to show failure and people making mistakes but all of the mistakes he made were so weirdly out of character selfish super reckless and you're going well he wasn't established as this character the 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 movie ryan johnson i felt kept trying to tell me that poe dameron was the hero and laura dern was the subverted villain but i kept saying no laura dern is the sensible one yes i don't know i feel like you know just if you like the movie uh, or if you're even if you're interested, I don't know. I don't think anybody's listening to this that hadn't seen it, but I, I can still recommend. It's worth seeing. Right. You know. I mean, it. it I never thought we'd get in kind of an auteur Star Wars, and we did. Yeah, we did. You know, it, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of studio interference on that. That feels like that's Ryan Johnson because it's consistent with all the other stuff he's done before. It, it is very um, much so for better or for worse, I guess. So, um, but I guess you know, let's move past Star Wars a little bit. You know, what else? Right. What else has been? We've been off the air for a little while, so I imagine you've seen a lot of stuff. I actually don't think I've seen that much. I read a lot of stuff. I saw a lot of stuff. So I what mean, have you? The context of a lot of things, I guess. We saw Mother last together. We yes, saw, and we saw Jedi together. So that we, was our watch. Yeah, it was our watch. What? What have, have you had? Some rewatches? In well, you're not gonna like this. Okay. Uh, I love the Orville. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people have been uh, you're saying you're not gonna this. like this, and and uh, every episode, I just feel worse about liking it because it, it's. I hate. Like, I hated Voyager watching. I've seen all of Voyager, I think. Right. And I've seen a lot of TNG. Right. But the tone of this Orville is just so dumb, and they don't care. But it's so lovely too. Anyway, the last episode they just uh, promoted their new—I um, don't know, whatever Jordy LaForge was, uh, chief engineer. Chief engineer. So they just promoted their new chief engineer, right? In the last episode, and it was between him and the Blob Nor McDonald. And that was a great <laughs> episode. And the next episode was the finale. But how many episodes in a season? Twelve. Twelve. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 30 minutes? Uh, no, 45. 45? It's an hour f- long. They're hour longs. And I fucking love the act breaks, the pauses. Every act break, it's always 
a, a cliffhanger. And so that's it's it's so then it then the when then when the commercial comes back, yeah. it's the shot of the Orville like Voyager with like the trumpet going like yeah. why didn't you tell us about this like two dimensional this a jig anyway. Uh, see, that's the thing. I yeah. really I'm I'm torn because I hear many people saying that it's very good. I just really do not like Seth MacFarlane. Oof. And it's I, a hard it's hard to not it's and, hard to like him. In well, this and, thing. and also Same when thing. he's starring and stuff, and he's just his. I don't like his constant commenting. There's a on great the, cast. on the bits. There's a great cast beyond him that are very much like every other fucking Star Trek show you've ever right. seen. But there's just something. There's like there's like a it's like there's like a there's like a fifth element that right. comes out of the television that just hooks me. Where it's like the smell or just the tone, the air or something. It triggers something. Yeah, it, it scratches an itch. Yeah, I, guess. I mean, I watched uh, Discovery. Keith watched it all. Yeah, and I'd come in after work and watch a bit of that with him. Yeah. Anthony Rapp was kissing a guy the same night that he went on Reddit and was like, yeah, I went to a party with Kevin Spacey. <laughs> no, no, no. That was later. The The episode aired much no, later. Or whenever I... Really? Yeah, yeah. The episode where he has his first kiss was so after. So Anthony Rapp did his thing. Yeah. And then uh, I knew he was on Star Trek. The first thing of Star Trek of this new show that I see is of him kissing a guy. Mm-hmm. So this is... that's That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, okay. Like that was your first. You didn't know. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, okay, Anthony Rapp in Star Trek. But then the first time I see him, I was like, oh, he was seducing a boy on Star Trek. Well, I think the 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 way that they kind of handled the the gay kiss on Star Trek. Well, it just they made a big deal of it, where it's just like guys, like it, you know, it you're way me, too late. It reminded me of BSG. BSG had a gay guy <coughs> kiss another gay guy. Did or was, it? Or was it in Razor or one of those like movies? Uh, might have been one of the movies. But yeah, I, it, it was weird because it was like Star Trek making a big deal about a gay kiss. Okay. Like in 2017, it was yeah. just like, it's good it happened. But like, wasn't it like Jesus Christ. Too? Yeah. And it, yeah, it wasn't even at the beginning. And I was just like, you're making a meal out of something that like, you know, don't pat yourself on the back too hard. You Were know? They? Okay. And this is TVMA. I mean, I'm sorry, but TV TVPG on Glee was kissing boys before you on TVMA. Yeah. And also... Also, it just feels like the whole show is just, it's kind of a mess. Oh, yeah. Is it a mess? I, See, I, just, I, I wouldn't I, say that about the Orville. I would not say it's a mess at all. Yeah. Discovery, I think it, it, it's trying to do a lot of things and it, it, it's really not executing kind of the vision of Star Trek very well. There are moments, again, that kind of work, but it just, as a whole, it's not super season satisfying. Two. You're going to get your season two. Yeah. And, well, people have made this argument that uh, Star Trek you know, never started strong. And it's fair. I mean, season one of The Next Generation is not great. Um, And same with season one of Deep Space Nine or, you know, Voyager's a different story. But the two good Star Treks... uh, Voyager's not a good Star Trek? It's... Look, you know what? After watching Discovery, I like it a lot more. I'm currently watching season seven. And that's, I think, kind of the most disheartening part is that next to Voyager, Discovery doesn't look good. And Voyager is the worst of all the, of the 90s no era Star No one's going to be Treks. rewatching this Discovery, you don't think? I mm, who's rewatching stuff anymore? Anyway, anyway, I you don't know? know. I mean, I'm only I'm this my watch of Star Trek isn't even a rewatch. It's just kind of watching it for the first time yeah. as an adult because I saw piecemeal as a child. But you know, I never really understood any of the themes or kind of had an appreciation for what they were doing. It was just Star Trek. It was on and it was cool. It was sci-fi. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the the, the discovery is is it didn't it did the mid season finale kind of came up and it just. You know, uh, interesting ideas, but it just, I don't know, it's a weird show. But the Orville, I'll have to give it a chance, I guess. Okay, yeah, the, start with the first episode. You know, it's you not, know. and I think you prefaced one of these Star Treks. Like, no, you have to watch maybe a couple more episodes. Yeah, in. you have to give a few episodes. Yeah, no, the Orville right away from the very first episode, I've been with it. Okay, you yeah. were right away. Okay, yeah. that's good. And, and remember how we watched the, com- you've seen the commercial of the Orville. Like the pilot, like the pilot is in the promos of the show. 
Uh, like if you've seen the promos of the Orville, yes. that is the show. Okay, <laughs> there's no surprises. You know what you're gonna get. You know what you're getting. And yeah. it, but there's just the the uh, the uh, the earnestness. The earnestness. There's an earnestness. I can appreciate having sci-fi. earnestness. Yeah, yeah, they really don't care that they're so hokey. Yeah. for some reason. Well, that's yeah. a, that, that can be admirable. I think it's just the dumb jokes that I'm just yeah. not looking you're forward to. You're not prepared to. for either. Like they're yeah. in the middle of some conflict and then it's like, can we have pizza? It's like, Ugh. whoa, what? <laughs> it's like, so weird. An act break. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So what else have you, what else have you hey, seen over the break? What else have I break? seen? Yeah, Anything? two months. Uh, I went to the movies. I saw Lady Bird. I saw Dunkirk. I saw Dunkirk. It was good. IMAX. Yeah. Fast and Furious, yeah. less than two hours. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen either of those. Lady no. Bird being actually talking about yeah. Rotten Tomatoes, the... The most highly rated thing. How did it hold up? Was it good? It was good. Yeah, I like it. But indie tweet, <laughs> indie tweet. Does it have a little tweet, bit of that? Tweet. Yeah, it's got a lot of tweet tweet. Like Lady Bird, right? Yeah. yeah. There's some. There's a really great moment. Spoiler, because like the movie, I think the movie connected with me a lot because of its. I have a sister, uh, and I, I saw a lot of the relationship between the mother daughter in this movie. Mm-hmm. And like the, this is a low middle income family, and so like money is a big part of this movie's existence. Like right. she can't go to some universities because they don't have the money. Right. Uh, she can't have fun because a lot of the money her and her mother love going thrift shopping a lot of things to do with like low-income families in this movie Mm. which i find odd that this movie would have a hundred percent because it's like everyone's so up their own ass a lot of this movie has to do with like income brackets yeah anyway so at the end of the movie she's sending her daughter off to college and uh, they get into a fight and she's like you're not going to see me off because she's flying to new york Mm -hmm. and uh, she's like no parking's too expensive and so she drives around the roundabout the mother without saying goodbye to her daughter and the mother's crying during the roundabout and then she's like oh I get to go back to departure but it's too late she's already on the plane right so that was a that was like I almost cried at that part oh that's good well I'm glad that it has the you know it resonated I mean it seems to be kind of the case people really love the movie and it also came out right in the heat of all that viper's nest stuff that we've been not talking about for the last two months right so it was a, a little beacon of pleasantness it and, was and, you know yeah a lot of like fragile masculinity in that movie and a lot yeah. of like empowering femininity oh good well it's nice to see that come through in this you know kind of sea of toxic masculinity that's been kind of in the business for the last little while which yeah. i'm i'm glad we kind of yeah sidestepped a little bit it, i it, think it, 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 there, there are places to have that conversation but it started in the industry and then it now it's blossomed it's, into yeah, Everything it's the culture. Else. Yeah, for sure. exactly. Yeah, it's something yeah. a little bit bigger. Um, I'm trying to think if I've seen anything. I'm wondering uh, this this bit, but I've I've rewatched. I actually rewatched a few days ago. MacGruber. Oh the, yes, the, that's which nice. It, it holds up actually remarkably well. I love it. It's very dumb. It's uh, directed by uh, Jorma Yorma Tacone. Yorma Yorma from um, uh, the Lonely Island Gang, yeah. starring Will Forte. You he, know, and it was yeah. it was the the SNL skit, and they just spun it into a movie. Lionsgate's. Lorne Michaels production. Yeah, and it, it, it's you know super funny and Kristen Wiig's very funny in it. She's she really orders, good. She goes to a cafe and is funny in that movie. Yeah, that's it, all I yeah, remember. Yeah, it's really <laughs> it, it held up pretty well. Some of the it was weird though watching it. Some of the jokes I'm like it was made in 2010. Some of the jokes you couldn't even do now. No, and I was just sitting there. I was like, oh wow, like it I, was just sitting there too at Blockbuster when I was working there. No yeah. one rented MacGruber. No, no one was renting at that time. No, no, it didn't do well critically or financially. But no. I think now it, it has. I, I I think at least you know there's. It it's got a cult following, yeah. you know. It's it's got some, you know, Victor von or is it Dieter von Kunt? It's Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer is the bad yeah. guy with a horrible ponytail. Yeah, and, you know, like little details like MacGruber's like love of soft rock. Now, when you put it on, <laughs> did you watch? It? You were rewatching MacGruber on 
I watched it with a couple of friends. Um, uh, like Netflix or Prime. It or, was on Netflix. Uh, yeah. I see. Yes. And it, it was co- the DVD. It you cost put the in. same to buy it as to rent it. So uh, <laughs> when we were over at the friend's place, uh, one of them bought it. Oh. Um, just because oh. it was four ninety nine. So okay. either rent it four ninety nine or buy it four ninety nine. Might yeah. as well buy it. There and you go. You have you have it in your digital de- digital catalog. This time next week, we're gonna see Will Forte on. Uh, Kickstarter, starting MacGruber 2. MacGruber 2, Electric Boogaloo. Um, yeah. I, so I saw that. Um, I'm trying to think what else I saw. I, I don't well, think... you've been rewatching Voyager. I know like that's your homework. Y- yeah, I've been doing Voyager Season 7, which the again... Simpsons? How are you in The Simpsons? Nah, I, I dropped of, off. We talked, we talked about like yeah. episodes ago. I, I can't keep it up very well. Blade Runner is at the forum as we speak. It is. Four screenings, 2D. Oh my God, okay. Yeah. So we're going to see Do it Do you want then. tomorrow? Yeah, absolutely. Keith, Keith and I can go with you if you let's want. Let's do it. Oh my God. Oh no, let's do actually, it. no. Tomorrow I have to do a bunch of sh- Christmas shopping. <laughs> okay, fine. Son of a bitch. Well, maybe after the shopping, you, Vic, Vic Keith, and I can go. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll okay. see. Anyway, it's I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah, okay. yeah. But Good. it's there. Like it's that's there. what that's what's crazy. And actually, it's coming out. I think on December twenty sixth on video. Wow. So we can on demand it. Yeah, but, but I would like to see it on the big actually, screen. Actually, and well, I guess we can we can kind of jive into like uh, award season stuff because oh yeah, is, so it's yeah. coming up. So um, uh, do you know the Gold Derby? You know gold, you know online Gold Derby or whatever. No, you know the, you know the film critics associations right now. Like who the who are the front runners right now? Did you hear about you know the movie uh, Girls Night? Have you heard about this movie Girls, Girls Night? Night? Yeah, the one is like that Queen Latifah, Jadid Pinkett Smith. Oh no, I didn't. Malcolm D. Lee directed it. Who did Undercover Brother and a bunch of other stuff? Okay, uh, the. The the Melissa I I don't know I don't want to equate it I don't want to say it's like you know bridesmaids but for like the African American community but it's like that kind of like four women right and they're all like they're all oh like, I remember seeing trailers yeah, for so it yeah, this, yeah yeah so I would wager that the Melissa McCarthy of this quartet just won the New York Film Critics for Best Supporting Actress so this oh, movie yeah. got this movie got a big bump oh nice because of one of the act- acting uh, some some unknown actress right uh, Laurie Metcalf is also up for Best Supporting Actress same with uh, Allison Janney for Itonia mm-hmm. you know. Oh, same with uh, Margot Roby for Itonia. I told you, I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> I told you so. Uh, that the, there are a lot of there are two clips on YouTube. Allison Janney being a very villainous mother in this movie, and mm-hmm. and and Margot Robbie. Uh, Phantom Thread right now. Anyway, I'm bringing oh, yeah. up all these movies because like right now I'm just looking at what's winning consistently: supporting actress, cinematography, directing. Yeah, Deacons is sweeping cinematography right now. Well, I think this is going to be for, his one for his 2049. It, it, it has or to 2048. Be. Uh, 2049. <laughs> Yeah, this. I mean, this has to be his one, and this is also going to be kind of like he could have won for a lot of other stuff. Not, but not other like it's not like they're giving it to to Mudbound or pff, yeah. What's I think I think thread? I think he's a yeah. pretty safe bet this yeah. year because um, it's also like the fact that he's never got one. Yeah, this is this is people's chance where they said, well, this one's good enough. He's getting it. Yeah, and I gotta say, uh, Dunkirk could sh- and should. Hoyt Van Hoyt, <laughs> Hoyt Van Hoytema. Yeah, it was pretty incredible. Yeah, right. They watching did watching Dunkirk, lo- and like I think the majority of it shot IMAX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of it was quite gorgeous because yeah. the movie it's it's meandering a lot. Because uh, do, do you know you know Dunkirk is like the war movie? Yes, yeah. Do you, so there are there's land, sea, and. Uh, <laughs> land sea and sky yeah and each of these uh narrative uh, focuses uh, takes yeah. place in different time frames so sky takes place in 24 hours the sea takes place in like uh no sky is like two hours sea is a day and land is two weeks right and so all of these elements meet in the movie in the middle uh so uh yeah anyway so you, you think that's a potentially one for cinematography? Absolutely, hundred yeah. percent. Maybe editing, uh, maybe oh, all sound that sound design, shit, all yeah. that born identity ultimatum, Paul Greengrass right. stuff, all the nitty gritty of the yeah, kind of so image and sound. Yeah, um, um, a lot of blue in that movie. Do you think Villeneuve will get anything aside from no? Because I mean, it, it really directing. Maybe you never know. You think he'd get I a nomination? 
Maybe. Um, I don't know. I think Paul Thomas Anderson is uh, sweeping the screenplay right now. Really? For, yeah, for Phantom Thread? Have uh, people like, seen it? So I'm, when I say sweeping, I say like Los Angeles film critics, New York film critics. So they've already, it's been online. screened for the critics already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Oh. Like last month, it's been like in all the film, I think it's like 98%, right? 98 on Metacritic, a lot of 100s consistently. Wow. But Mother had a lot of 100s before too. Yeah. And Mother's not getting any love. No. I really wanted Mother to get like at least Michelle Pfeiffer. I it, wanted her I, to be on the radar. It should have got sound yeah, design. The, the nominations haven't happened yet, so we'll yeah. see. The sound design for sure but, but I don't know yeah it probably won't I don't know that's the thing it tends to be like if these things don't you know even if they objectively might be the best if they don't get the buzz they need it, there's all that political part of the, yeah. the Oscars and there's and, the after part too because like can you imagine going to the Oscars this year with all that unnameable stuff that's been happening in the last two months that we haven't been yeah, on the air I think it's going to like be a mo- weird a movie about like best picture nominees Lady Bird Mother you know yeah. these these female kind of centric movies could you know despite all this other like like under the carpet uh, um, film critic stuff because yeah. Uh, yeah so Deacons is consistent Thomas Anderson is consistent with the screenplay stuff so if everyone's looking to bet some money right now yeah those two me. safe bets safe bets are him uh, who the director I think the one who's been sweeping directors uh, Gerwig and anderson are like tying because mm-hmm. like it's her debut and she handles it in a very like um noah bombach kind of way very seamless coming of age movie yeah you know, jonah hill has a fucking movie coming out next year that's ladybird but from him Eesh. it's called uh, 90s do we, kid do we really need that it's called 90s kid so if you were to look it up in the leonard malton book it would be at the fucking front because it goes numerical then alphabetical <sighs> I don't know. I I, I think <laughs> Jonah Hill, I, his I, autobiography, because God knows the suffering this kid had. Actually, Jonah Hill's sister is in Lady Bird as Shershe Ronan's best friend. Oh, and I didn't know his sister she, was an actress. Yeah, and she's fucking amazing in that movie. Oh, she's uh, she's the more talented of the two for sure. Probably she's right? uh she's petite over and and fat. Oh, big. You know, she's not fat, but she's yeah. petite and fat and and so lovely. And she's got a big crush on this like handsome teacher in this movie. Mm-hmm. And she was so do, funny. Is she more? Do you think she's more talented than Jonah? She she she's less in your face. Yeah. In this, but she's also in Neighbors Two. She plays like one of these like fat jokes in the trailer, where like a fat girl jumps in front of a car and breaks it, and she's okay after she gets up. Oh, that's kind of a shame. Yeah, she's in the trailer for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I never saw Neighbors One or Two. No, I saw Neighbors One just for the Lisa Kudrow scene where her and Rose Byrne are fighting over like a condom. It's very funny that scene. Right. But, like, here's the thing: like, where do you watch a movie for the whole movie and not just like if you're watching a movie for just for the scene? Yeah, mm, I don't know. Um, I guess okay. So then, what else? Uh... Oh, the top ten. See now, if we're if this is going to be the last recording of the year for Watch Rewatch. Yeah. What was your favorite movie of the year, and what was your worst movie of the year? Okay, favorite movie of the that year that we saw together at least. Yeah. Uh, Episodes can... back, we saw. Now here's what's funny. You'll have Baby to jog Driver. my memory because we I saw don't... Baby Driver together. Yeah. Now, would we have an, a different opinion of the movie now, considering what really Scott had to do? No, no, I don't think so. I think Baby, Baby Driver, Driver was passable entertainment, but at the time, I didn't really like it. They had then, a big Oscar push going for it. They really yeah. wanted it to get Best Picture director and all this stuff, and yeah. they want a sequel happening. I'm sure it'd been <laughs> snuffed dead. out now. Any movie that has anybody's fucking tarnished name on it is yeah, don't even talk about it for a couple of years. Yeah. yeah. No, I think uh, my favorite. Well, you're gonna have to help. We me saw because... here for wellness. We were very excited about. That. I think that is that is probably for us the worst movie of the year. Yes, objectively, like of all the ones we saw. But yeah, like let's let's go through what did what else did we see that we was saw? Good? Mother. We saw, we saw mother. I, I think mother is definitely my top ten. Definitely yeah. top five. Yeah, I would, top I would two. put it in the top ten, um, yeah. especially just for how ambitious we haven't seen it was. Phantom Thread yet, and I'm pretty sure it will be my top movie of the year. Yeah, but that's it, uh, but that's next me, well, year. Me, yeah, me too. Is like P.T. Anderson. Like I I I, I do not. Dis- like anything he's ever done i think my least favorite inherent vice did you Inher- see that yeah inherent vice is my least favorite yeah, of, of his dull. yeah and it's but it's still like you i know, like it more than punch 
And oh yeah, I actually no, I like Punch more. I think, I think Master is boring but brilliant. And I think the, be, the Master is so compelling. There will be blood though. is just consistently fucking amazing. Yeah, every time you can watch, yeah. I can just start yeah. that movie. Yeah, for me, my, my favorite still Magnolia. But I guess yeah. I don't, <laughs> and Boogie, we need to watch Boogie. We, I do need to give it a, a, a full rewatch. Um, so I guess I'm trying to think what I've seen. Like what we did a lot of uh, Covenant. <laughs> oh boy! What a, actually, no, that's my worst. That's movie your movie. worst movie of the year. Alien yeah. Covenant. I rewatched by a long that and it was pretty bad. Shot. I would correct the record on my like enjoyment level of that because yeah. that movie is just pathetic. And how yeah. awful it is. It's really bad. Yeah. Um, but what is my best movie of this year? I don't know. Like, what even... did you enjoy the most from 2017? What, else? what did they offer I, I, you? I don't even know. That's the thing. I don't even have a memory of what I liked this year. Last Jedi, we just spent like four million years. <sighs> that talking took about all that. of my energy. Just, um, I'm trying to think. Like, Phantom Thread's coming out. You could save your spot, predictably so, to say that. Yeah. yeah a P.T. Anderson will it'll probably Spielberg be. Spielberg has the post next week. There's that. Yeah. I Tonya, I'm very excited for. Owen Gleiberman. Owen Gleiberman. He, used to be an EW writer now he works for Variety his mm. top 10 came out and he named Itonia was there really Lady Bird was his top movie of the year and I couldn't believe that hmm. A24 what did A24 do this oh, year oh what did they do this year There's well there's been a few there's the, the Killing of a Sacred Deer which I didn't see that movie was I, I saw that yeah I, I want to see about that it? movie uh, nothing why do you want to see that uh, because it, it seemed interesting did when, you see The Lobster yeah no okay. uh, that's also on my list which it, I still haven't gone around yeah, to seeing it's a it's a testy movie I saw yeah. it with a friend of ours and she hated it and I loved her not loving that movie she wanted to walk out oh wow yeah she, okay she felt like she was in restraints. She just couldn't get up and leave, but she was like, she hated it. It's interesting to, yeah. to, to get that kind of reaction out of people. I she wanted know. to see Thor, and I convinced her to see that. <laughs> uh, you, that yeah, you, you, you definitely you know, yeah. an about face and, there. Uh, and I never you last Jedi'd her. Uh, um, and, but here's the thing: the top tens, because Steven Soderbergh, he doesn't do top tens every year. He does what he watched yeah. that year, yeah. and he his lists are always very compelling. And uh, so, in that respect, I didn't finish Mindhunter. I, yeah. I, even though Fincher is actually, like, you know what? That's gonna be. It's not movies, but Mindhunter is one of the best things you I enjoyed watched that all this year? year. The Orville, I was surprised about this year. Yeah. I, that was a huge surprise yeah. about how much I. You enjoyed know what? Because look, I I can't say I know what I liked for uh, for movies. Mother, I would say like f- safe. But you would say Mother like, was one of the best movies of the year, considering the discussion. We actually had an audience member talk to us after it was over to yeah express I, it, it definitely is one of the best movies i saw this year because it made some hard choices and did some things that even though i don't necessarily agree with you know even the director's interpretation of what happened i thought yeah. it, it really was it, it kicked some ass and took some names for and, a studio picture for a studio picture but honestly the best stuff i saw this year was mostly in tv and i think it's At indicative home. of of where, where a lot of the stuff has gone I thought Mindhunter was was brilliant. Um, I thought the the season four, the the finale of Halt and Catch Fire was yeah. one of the most wonderful and heartfelt pieces of entertainment. You know, I've I ever watched seen. it without context, just that episode. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, like I was like, cause, uh, it's pretty powerful. Even I'm sure, even without context, I just, just I, it still had that Halt and Catch Fire tone. A lot of like quiet, a lot of somber moments of of of, of silence in yeah. rooms. Yeah. And and just you know that, that I think that episode, the episode we're talking about, is this episode of Halt and Catch Fire that deals with grief, and it's I think it's one of the the most honest depictions of grief I've ever seen. Where you know like it, it comes back to this idea that grief happens in the small moments, and I think that almost in mm. if, if I can consider that a, a movie for this year, yeah, that episode, that moment, it was such a wonderful episode and such a touching and heartfelt and real thing. And for me, it's all about you know like what kind of connection do I forge with the material I'm watching, and that was one of the things that like hit me right in the soul yeah. and I thought beautiful and 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 kudos to everybody involved that made it it was um, amazing 
thankfully I, I listened to some of these episodes again Twin Peaks season 3 episode 8 yes what, yeah. one of the greatest things you, I've ever you, seen this episode to you is why I want to watch it I want to just watch this episode yeah. just like the, and, the, the and a, a credential dread you yeah. kept talking about yeah and, and also the finale which I hated and then yeah. loved which is Again, this is this is I'll call it we'll bring it we'll put a button come back around to the last Jedi, right? Yeah. I think a lot of movies you have the experience of watching it and then you have the time after. Yes. And so the problem is if you would have asked me immediately after watching The Last Jedi, I might say, well, I guess I liked it, but I would have been cool on it. Yeah. But I think you need time. Stir. You need time to kind of sit and let things percolate and see where you fall. And uh The Last Jedi, I had a moment where, you know, I watched the movie, I thought it was okay, and then I really grew to dislike it. And before I even read anything online just thinking about the yeah, movie it didn't unfortunately right. yeah the more negative than positive and then reading it online it, i did not get caught up in the fur fury of yeah, it all no but no I was, neither did i but, but i'm not a big fan like i don't have luke skywalker yeah f- and the thing is i don't care about what people wrote online but I, you know there were some people writing some valid points kind of what i was saying where it was just there were things that were disappointing and then thought were poor this, choices this rotten tomatoes versus versus the audience thing happening. yeah this it's is headline stuff yeah and there's just weird narratives being spun but yeah. i guess to bring it back around to uh, um, Twin Peaks yeah. that final episode was something that I was angry about and I thought I hated it when I saw it and then within a few days I realized you know what, what Lynch was doing became apparent and I couldn't help but love it yeah. and again that was before I had read anything uh, and kind of dug in it was just sitting with it you realize that that revulsion and that anger and that fear is all intentional there you go. that's kind of a master stroke yeah. and I think that's Lynch's kind of hallmark there is that he was able to do that and evoke that response and it seems to be generally the consensus yeah. that people were were really bothered by the ending but then grew to love it because you can't help but not because he laid all the groundwork and he earned it every single thing he did he earned it him and mark frost and to me that's i think the theme of this episode is you got to earn it and when you do something like that and you earn it and yes you, you, you just you finish in a way that is undeniably great that I think is is the epitome of great filmmaking, great screenwriting, and all the other trades that go into it. I think that's you know that's what, what I feel this year, man. Is that's, you got to earn it. You got to earn it. You got to earn it. So, I think uh, I think we we earned some of it this week. Hopefully, I think uh, so. But I'm 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 glad we're back. Uh, please uh, uh, drop us a line on Twitter, on Facebook. You know the addresses. We uh, get it's we're, pretty catchy. It's we're we're there. We're we're back. We're going to be kind of you know interacting and and we're we're going to be doing episodes. So this is probably the last one for this year. But we'll have new plenty of new stuff in January. Um, so thanks for bearing with us during this little break, and uh, we're happy to hear from you guys. So send us an email, drop us a line. Um, Let's engage in some Twitter things. Some Twitter things. We got a few people. We got uh, Martin and a few other other gang there like, on yeah, Twitter. Twitter, like wow, notifications. Like a lot of my problems is that I don't know. My phone has these like buttons that turn off notifications. And right. So it's like I'm missing out on the fun. Yeah, that's okay though. So uh, I guess yeah. Thanks. Oh, thanks yeah, for like friggin' uh, Lupita Nyong'o was in fucking Last Jedi. Yes, that's it. But well, <laughs> we didn't even talk about that. I know. Oh, I know. My God. Just for a second, she was in it. But um, yeah, thanks for joining oh, us. Happy again. holidays. Happy holidays. John has a little. Oh, there you go. It's like a holiday Happy ho- thing. Yeah, so uh, you know. Uh, what happened uh, in the Star? Have you ever seen the Star Wars holiday thing? Oh God, we'll you have, have seen we'll, that. Yes, we okay. will. We'll get into that next week. But right. Um, for for Is those that of worse you, worse than this thing. 
Uh, it's, that's a deep question. Can't ask that in the last five minutes. Okay, Jim. right. Um, All right. <laughs> I have a lot to say on that one, but we'll have to we'll have to watch it and then. Well, do it. I can't wait until we see Phantom Three. Yeah. Oh, me too. I'm very excited. I'm very excited so about that I one. guess yeah, from both of us, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, yeah, and Joyous Fate. Yeah, Joyous Fat, Happy Holidays for any and all of the holidays that you celebrate this year. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for being here oh, in 2017. 2017, 2018 is going to be great. The 25th, though, I hope everyone rewatches and watches all their favorite shit. Yeah, do it. On Just, Christmas, it's, yeah. that's the kind of one of the great parts about Christmas uh, and, and the holidays in general is you get that time to kind of yeah. watch some of your unofficial favorites. Unofficial Christmas movies. Total Recall and Casablanca are unofficial Christmas movies. Yeah, you know, you get, me. yeah, exactly. And you get, you and Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Get over yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that's the whole thing. There, I saw a really funny yeah, me meme too. about that's, this. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I about the that. hipsters, you know. Yeah, anyways, so. From all of us here at Watch Rewatch, have a safe and happy holidays, and we will see you next year. Bye, bye, uh, James Earl Jones. <laughs> bye, bye, bye now. <laughs>